Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 716 Hawaii. I am joined by the old school crew. Everyone's here. Jihei Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. Jihei, how are you doing? Jihei is muted, uh, so uh, current technology being what it is. Uh, Jihei. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry about uh, that, you guys. How are you doing? <laughs> sorry about that, you guys. I didn't think that you were going to swing to me so soon. I oh, thought you were going to give the boys gotta, a chance. We got to start with the OG. We got to start with yeah, Jihei Wiley. Yeah, no, uh, I appreciate that, Arash. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm losing my voice a little ah, bit. So. Okay. Other than that, I'm great. So, I um, I'm I'm awesome on this beautiful Thursday because it actually is a beautiful Thursday. So it really is. Uh, someone yeah. who does not lose their voice too often. Brandon <laughs> Deutsch. Brandon, how are we feeling? Man, feeling good. Getting ready for this Lakers game. I want to go up 2-0. I know it's probably unlikely, but I, I still I want to get greedy. It's time to get. I saw Snoop Dogg on Undisputed today. Yeah, he gave uh, he gave Skip and Shannon some rose gold death row record chains and. Hopefully, eventually, you know, we can get Snoop Dogg on sometime, and he can give us some chains. That would be good. <laughs> Let's uh, plan for that. Yes, our running buckets. How are we feeling? I might have to start rooting for the Lakers because I do want to see Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook get their deserved rings. How beautiful would <laughs> Wait, that be? Okay, let's start there. Okay, I mean, there, there were so many places that we could have taken the show. And, okay, listen, when a team wins a championship, a lot of people in the franchise get a ring. So I don't know what kind of a ring they would get. Would would they get the same ring that LeBron gets, for example, uh, you know, if you're the PR director, if you're the account executive, like everyone gets a certain type of ring the account executive for example doesn't get the same kind of ring that the players do the unique thing about this is that the lakers were going down the drain at the trade deadline right they they were a below 500 team they missed out on the play-in tournament a year ago they were really trending in the same direction and they restarted their season by making the trades that they made so they are in the position that they are in because they parted ways with Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. And again, the six guys that they traded away. This was a below 500 team that was not even in the play in tournament. They made the changes that they made and now they're in the position that, that they're in. I would personally want nothing to do with that ring. Pat Bev apparently uh, wants the ring. We haven't <laughs> heard from Ru- I don't think Russell Westbrook wants anything with the Lakers logo attached to it. So there's no way he wants the ring. Brandon, I'll start with you because you've kind of joked about this before, I think. And now Pat Bev has actually come out and saying, yeah, listen, if they go on a run, well, we technically should have a ring. 
Yeah, I mean, they did a lot for the organization by being <laughs> traded for Pete. I mean, more so, more so, um, more so, uh, uh, Russ because he got us D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, you know, and the and the and my our Taiwan Taiwanese brother Malik Beasley. Uh, so we got him. I too. Like Malik Beasley's had his moments. Like he's not going to play in the playoffs probably, but I'll, I'll always go back to that game. He hit six three pointers in the first half. I mean, so against the Pelicans. That's right. Why not? He had his moments. Yeah, he had his moments. But what I will say is, uh, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. I think they deserve a ring. That's the rule. If you're on a team and they win a championship and you were previously contributing, whether it was contributing to the demise or the rise <laughs> of the team, you know, you deserve a ring. Here's the thing. I, I I think you deserve a ring if you played a role in the team's success. And listen, you got chipped out. The, the, the players didn't want to see you go. The fans didn't want to see you go. But things happen. They, if those guys stayed there, they would not have made the playoffs. I would have had to buy Armani buckets a bottle of wine because he was 100% right. The team as, as constructed prior to the trade deadline would have finished the season exactly like they did a year ago. Again, below 500, not on the top 10, not in the playing tournament. Them shipping those guys out has made them a amazingly, I can't even believe I'm saying it, a championship contending team. Speaking of championship contending teams... Boston Celtics. And by the way, I, I thought Joe Mazzula was talking to you, Brandon. I don't know if you saw the press conference after the win. Uh, how about that for game one to game two adjustments? Uh, your thoughts against Celtics blowing out Philadelphia. The series is now tied 1-1. Uh, but Joe Mazzula standing up for himself in the post-game press conference. Yeah, good for Joe Missoula. Ime would have been up 2-0 on this team. I mean, the, the 76ers are sorry. They're sorry. They don't have big-time players that can play in the playoffs. Harden already had his great game. That's the one game maybe they win the whole series. And beats hurt. Um, and what, are you going to win games on? I guess Maxi and DeAnthony Melton are going to have to win you games because P.J. Tucker's washed. Uh, I mean, it's not that impressive. It's not. I expect this from the Celtics. They're the best roster in the league, right? So, I mean, like, yeah. like I said, a groundhog could coach this team. It doesn't oh, have to be. Wait, they're and not they'd have, like a super they'd have, team. They're not like the Warriors. Yeah, let's slow down on that one, Brandon. <laughs> they, okay, I mean, they, I'm, not, I'm not thinking that they're going to win the whole entire thing, but they're not like, you know, it's not one of those things where, like, you can't, ha you can have just, you know, a monkey can kind of do it um, scenario. Right? I think so. I think team. they get. I think they get 57 wins with with a monkey coaching the team, 100%. I mean, they have Jason Tatum, Malcolm Brogdon, Al Horford, Rob Williams, uh, you know, Derek White, Marcus Smart. I mean, they, they're one of the like best rosters in recent years in the NBA, just top to bottom, one through eight. I'm not saying they have a super team because Tatum obviously never shows up for whatever reason in big games, but... Uh, I will say this, like Joe Mazzulla, he did a good job with the offensive adjustments. I'm just saying if Ime was the coach defensively, they'd be so much more sound, even though I know they were defensively sound last game. I think that was more the 76ers stucking than the Celtics actually playing good defense. Armani Buckets, uh, listen, you've, you've, you've talked about this team before. They are the favorites right now, although there's really a logjam. Uh, it, it's not just that the West is wide open. The entire league is wide open. After watching the Celtics last night, your thoughts on them? What does our beloved coach Darvin Ham say? <laughs> Every game is its own entity. And this game happened to be a blowout. I am not 
convinced on these Celtics. There's something weird going on from the Atlanta series and then game one here. Okay, you won a, a game by a lot, but... Now you shift to Philadelphia where Joel Embiid is going to get his MVP hardware before game three. We know what happens in buildings when guys get MVP awards. It's going to be as loud as it can possibly be. I actually have liked what I've seen from Philadelphia in this series. Even last night, Embiid defensively was a game changer. Harden had a bad shooting night, but he looks like he is in shape and able to get to the basket. I, I like this the Sixers team in this series. I think that they're going to pull off an upset. Um, and wow. if that does happen, I do think that Joe Mazzulla will be relieved of his duties. I know we joked about this with Darvin Ham, first-year coach. But I do think the Celtics will move on from Mazzulla if they lose in this round. By the way, I want to give Darvin Ham credit really quick for something because I know I've been critical of him in the past. I was more critical of his rotations. I think defensively, he's an excellent coach. And I think the tenacity he has instilled in this team based on his own experiences. I mean, the guy was shot. He grew up in a bad area, built himself from nothing. Players respect him. I think that's all extremely important. And that's part of the reason why the Lakers are succeeding. I don't know if Joe Missoula has the respect of the Celtics locker room the way Darvin Ham does with the Lakers. Could you attest to that, Armand? Um, so you're saying... Missoula doesn't have the players' respect compare in comparison to Ham. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with that. I there, there was a weird quote, I don't know if you guys saw, by Marcus Smart about their offense and about how there's, I think he said there's basically no plan with the offense. And I know that these quotes, when you read them, are much different to when you listen to them. Context matters. But there is a lot going on with that team in terms of just being lackadaisical at times. Because you're right, Brandon. On paper, that team is the most talented team from top to bottom left in the playoffs. But it seems like there's something wrong with them. And we'll see. Maybe they go to Philadelphia and correct these issues. But I'm going to take the Sixers in six games. We'll see what happens. You know, yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised by anything in this in this postseason. I mean, we saw the uh, Heat defeat the top seeded Milwaukee Bucks already. Uh, But Brandon brings up a good point. And and this is growing and growing as the Lakers continue to win. Darvin Ham is not the greatest coach. Darvin Ham is actually not a greater coach than Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel is an amazing uh, coach. The track record that he has obviously won a championship in 2020. One of the great defensive coaches in the league. What he does have, though, is the trust of the locker room. More importantly, the trust of LeBron James, the trust of Anthony Davis. And that's why I I was of the mindset when, listen, you know, uh, he may have been on a hot seat, you know, when you blow a 3-1 series lead, but there's no way he would have lost his job because of the confidence that the players have. And that really says a lot. When when you have the confidence of the locker room, which, again, we'll talk about this as the, like, offseason progresses and we'll see what happens with the Clippers and Ty Lue. If some of the reports that, that have come out are true, if Ty Lue doesn't have the confidence of the locker room, that changes the dynamic 100%. And one thing that Armani Buckus has brought up, 
a hot seat's a little bit different right now because Nick Nurse is available. Nick Nurse is a championship coach. He's a coach of the year. He's available. Generally speaking, when you're looking at coaches available, you don't have a coach like that, of, you know, to your, uh, that, that you can hire. Where, and Frank Vogel. And Frank Vogel. Yeah. We, we keep, we, we, we forget about that. You know, the, uh, the coaches who have won the championship in 2019 and 2020, are available. I mean, when you look at Joe Missoula, um, when you look at even Ty Lue, but by the way, Ty Lue might be a, a good uh, fit with the Celtics. You know, he was an assistant coach under the doc there. Um, let's play, you know, again, the, the postseason is happening right now, but just because you guys brought it up, you know, if you're the Celtics, if you're the Clippers, uh, do you look to make some moves? Again, the Celtics is only if they lose to the Sixers. I think that there's a lot of smoke with the Jalen Brown stuff in terms of, you know, being noncommittal to his future there. And I wouldn't want to get rid of the Tatum Brown duo. They're still so young and able to grow with each other. But it sounds like if they were to lose that, you know, we might see Ime Udoka and Brown join forces again in Houston. Who knows? Um, again, if I was in charge of the Celtics, if they lose, I would do something with Al Horford and probably, you know, give Robert Williams that starting spot. But I wouldn't really change too much. It's still a young, young core. I, I also want to add in, I actually would not part ways with Al Horford just because every big game that man turns into prime MJ. <laughs> I don't know how he hits a big time three, turns back the clock. He sucks all year pretty much. And then when it comes to big games, that's a guy that actually can be relied upon. But, uh, I you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go against the idea of Jalen Brown going to Houston. I know Houston wants a, wants a wing. They want an experienced wing. I know Brown is still 25, right? 24, 25, but he's experienced, even though he's young. Uh, and that kind of takes the Rockets to a whole nother tier. I mean, I would love that. And Ime is a great coach. The Rockets are not far away from making the playoffs, as crazy as it sounds, because Ime is their coach. We did see with our beloved Chicago Bulls what happens, though, when you trade a two-way player at 27 years old Jimmy Butler was traded we saw what happened with Jimmy with his own team now I'm afraid what would happen to the Celtics if they do trade Jalen Brown because I think he has that same kind of trajectory if he gets his own team all right let's uh, play out the rest of the postseason series uh you know we, we've been focusing a lot on the Lakers and the Warriors uh you know depending on where you're tuning in the game takes place today tonight um okay so you know I'm, I'm i'm fully expecting by the way the warriors to tie up this series i think it'll be a great series my free series prediction was warriors and seven i hope i'm wrong i hope it's lakers and six i hope maybe even it's lakers and seven uh the nuggets and the suns uh chris paul is going to be out through at least game five it looks like although he wasn't playing that great regardless do we think this could be a sweep perhaps the nuggets and five and if that's the case and the warriors lakers series goes to seven does that make you change who you think can come out of the western conference brandon deutsch i'll start with you no i don't think it changes much at all i think you know the nuggets had been di disrespected i mean Jokic uh is arguably the best offensive player in the league and now he has this second and third best player healthy. 
right? So, I mean, it's not surprising. I don't think they're going to sweep them. I do think Phoenix's home crowd is going to get them one or two games, could possibly even be tied up after after four. You know, I'm not ruling that out, especially if Jamal Murray played the way he played. But they have no answer for Jokic. Biombo's good defensively, but then, you know, he's lackadaisical on the offensive end. I would play him in bigger minutes than DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden's just doing straight cardio. I, I mean, it's like a ben, ben Simmons type of trajectory. I mean, the guy was dominant as a sophomore at 20 years old in the NBA. 18 points, 12 rebounds, 1.5 blocks. Now he's he can't score that at will like he used to be when he was 20, and he can't play defense. He's getting cooked every possession, so that's huge. Jokic is going to continue to go off. I do think it's like uh, Nuggets in, in in six, I would say. I'm going to say six, five or six. Uh, I do think the Suns get one win at least. Um, maybe even perhaps Nuggets in seven if it goes to 2-2 two, two and we see the home team win every game. I'm not ruling that out. I mean, we a lot of people are acting like Chris Paul makes this huge difference. He's just not the same player. I know he makes somewhat of a difference because of his IQ and his playmaking, but he's not the same player. He just isn't. He simply is not as impactful as he used to be, and he probably will never get a ring. Uh, and that's fine. That's okay. He's had an excellent career. He's a Hall of Famer, right? And for the Lakers-Warriors series, I think the Warriors are an easier matchup for the Nuggets. Um, I think the Lakers, I mean, they can shoot with the Warriors. The Lakers have just such a more fundamentally sound defense that if the Lakers were to win this series against the Warriors, I, I could, as dominant as Denver looks, I could not pick against the Lakers in that series. In fact, I would go as far as saying the Lakers would probably win that series in five or six games. Armani Buckets, yeah. your thoughts, yeah. Or, sorry, Jihei first, then Armand. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, I was just going to say, um, I think there's no answer for, for the Joker. So, I mean, with, with that, if you get a gentleman sweep, just solely due to the fact that um, that crowd in Phoenix can, can and will go off, you can get a W out there. But, I mean, you don't have an answer for the Joker. So, I'm, I'm saying gentleman sweep for, for uh, Denver, for sure. Um, and especially to Brandon's point, I 100% agree. I mean, Chris Paul, no knock on you, man, but yeah, it, you're just getting, all the time's undefeated, bro. Like, it just, it's just time to maybe a little move on. It's just, it's not, it's not working for you. So, uh, that being said, I actually made a bet with a friend that I took your Lakers in seven. Whoa. So, I am hoping for a game seven. I'm hoping for um, some. Some great Laker action. Um, I can definitely see you know Golden State coming in back and fighting. So um, my my only issue with the Lakers, is, and it's not even an issue. It's 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 a great problem to have. They have so much more size yeah. on Golden State that it's just it's not it's it's not even comparable, right? I mean, when you have a healthy AD and when you have a healthy LeBron, you know who can guard those two guys. You know, who are you going to have in your rotation that's going to be help, helpful? Jordan Poole, isn't he like a a, a defensive liability? So it's, it's just, it's really, I think it's a little hard for Golden State to come back and um, really dominate against these guys. Unless Curry shoots the lights out, right? Which and could Curry happen. And, yeah, absolutely. It totally can. Hence why I pushed it to seven games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, you know, your Lakers in seven, I, I'm, I'm rooting for that, to be honest with you. I'm rooting for a game sevens all around, because I think that that would just make, obviously, for some more exciting play. Um, and uh, I also don't want to bury the lead, by the way. Congrats to flipping Vegas 
Those Vegas oh, Knights. Yeah, oh, listen. I mean, what a what ridiculous amazing, game. Yeah, what an amazing game for them. While were they uh and by the way, so this is so fascinating, G hey, that the Edmonton Oilers have dropped game one, other postseason series, I don't know, the past ten times. And so they usually come back to tie the series. It's usually a, a very good series. But Vegas, man, I'm having uh, you know, what was it, twenty seventeen vibes with this team when they went all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. We'll see about that. Our money buckets before we go to the break, the Nuggets and the Sun series. How do you see that playing out? Yeah, I think gentleman sweep is a is a good way to predict it. Um, that Phoenix crowd is no joke. They have a great fan base over there. What I want to see with the Nuggets, as we know, with these deep playoff runs, <laughs> you will face adversity at some point. And Minnesota series was not adversity for them. This Phoenix series. You know, Phoenix has no bench. We knew that going in. That's not to diminish what the Nuggets have accomplished, but there will be adversity if they play the Lakers or the Warriors. And how will they respond to that adversity? Because when the national media is coming for you and saying that you're fraudulent, and it's different when they're praising you compared to when they're skeptical of you. And I don't know how that Denver team is going to handle the skepticism because they haven't really been able to get over that hump in, in prior years, and I want to see how they handle it. But I will be picking the winner of the Lakers or the Warriors. Uh, real quick, though, if the Warriors-Lakers go to Game 7 and the Nuggets either win in 4 and 5, does that change your pick at all? No. Okay, yeah. And, and by the way, it to- totally makes sense. Um, it will it will be tough, though, if the Warriors play back-to-back Game 7s to start out the postseason. Uh, the reason that it's going to be really hard for me to pick against Steph Curry and the Warriors in Game 7 is just look at the way that they played against the Kings there. It's just... Um, well, hopefully it doesn't get there. another level. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully it'll be the Lakers in uh, 6. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, uh, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton. When we come back on the Mightier 1090 of Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bat in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. We would have normally gone out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline and joined Nick Hamilton. But Nick uh, just arrived at Sparks Media Day. Sparks are having their media day today. They're having a training camp before they begin the season. Uh, Nick was just at the Phoenix Mercury Media Day. Now he's at the Sparks Media Day. So um, 
Brandon can't go in on Nick, right? About uh, listen, Nick did not think the trades were going to improve the Lakers that much. That Laker fans were myopic for thinking they were going to make the playoffs, myopic for thinking that they were going to win a playoff series. And here they are, 1 0 up on the Warriors in the Western Conference semifinals. Brandon, if Nick was here, what what would you have uh, said? What what would you have told him? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't stoop to the level of hate. So I mean, I, <laughs> I, I respect everybody. I'm not going to say I told you so or like you know you're wrong. But man, it's great when the the hater himself, Nick Hamilton, who by the way might be for a Lakers fan the biggest Laker hater of all time, said earlier on that oh, like it's just said last year. That LeBron and Davis are done winning championships. They're done making it to the playoffs. Maybe they're done winning championships. I don't know. There's still a whole postseason this year, hopefully next year to go. But man, wouldn't it be great to see Nick Hamilton at the parade and just his face <laughs> knowing he was wrong? I mean, that's that's great. He was right about the Clippers, though. He said the Clippers weren't going to be do anything, but I guess that was determined by health. But no, I lo- I love Nick Hamilton. He's got some great points, and for the most part. You know, he was talking to the point of like LeBron not being the same as he used to be, which he's right about. Um, when Westbrook was on the team, they weren't going anywhere. He was right about that. Um, though, I mean, I don't think I think he, like everybody else, underestimated uh, the dominance of this team. Well, once they made those trades, uh, I think we all to some extent did. Um, I mean, they've definitely uh, reached expectations, completely shattered those. So I don't think it's in all seriousness, Nick was completely wrong because I think most of us would, uh, wouldn't have predicted the Lakers to be up one Oh on the defending champs in the second round. But like, you know, uh, it's a testament to, you never really know about teams. You never know. That's why I love the NBA playoffs you, in hockey and baseball too. You just never know who's going to show up in big moments, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, I, <laughs> I'm always fascinated by these stories of, of uh, you know, sports gambling and wagering. The Alabama baseball coach was fired today, uh, and I would not have known who he was, obviously, if the story, story hadn't happened. But Brad Bohannon, the Alabama baseball coach, was fired amid a betting probe um it's so fascinating only because we you know that that that's one of those sports where it's hard to bet on you know the last time we 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 heard about a situation like this was probably with uh, Pete Rose um but yeah so uh, this will be like an interesting story uh, to track only because for a little while for about a year there they were allowing universities to make uh, deals with gambling partners C- Caesars had a had a deal with Louisiana State and a few other schools had deals and then they came down and said, nope, can't do those partnerships. Uh, Brandon, real quick before we switch to two other gears, um, baseball, college baseball, college baseball gambling. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, you're muted, Brandon. You're muted. No, he's still muted. I got oh, you. No, okay. it's fine. It's fine. Sorry about that. Uh, I was saying, um, I, I, you know, apparently it's a big thing. I know a couple of people that, uh, gamble on college baseball, but this was like, this was pretty crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, always interesting to see, you know, uh, the new arguments. Now the people that are anti, uh, gambling, right. Are going to use this against amateur athletes and NIL deals. And there'll be all these lawsuits. I mean, there's just so much hatred going around against, I think it's, uh, I think it's envy because I do think college athletes should have always been paid and it's always going to go back to that. 
and just be like, oh, if gambling wasn't as vast or if NIL deals weren't allowed, none of this would happen, right? Like that's going to be the argument from those people. Um, and I know the only university, I believe, is Stanford that really doesn't accept NIL deals and treats amateurs like amateurs. But again, now they'll never be good at football again because they do that. It's a new wave. It has to be accepted. And by the way, the only way to be successful in life, from what I've learned, and I'm not successful yet by any means, but from what I've seen and witnessed, is you have to do something different. You have to do something unique to truly be successful. And you have to be ahead of the wave. And this is the new wave for college sports. So I think this is a byproduct of stuff that's just going to happen. Again, it's not great, uh, but, you know, he was fired. There's sanctions now. I mean... That's just going to happen. I don't think this is something that should be blown out of proportion. And then we discuss NIL deals and gambling to a whole nother level. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'm with Brandon on this, you know, it, this new wave. You definitely have to like lean into the skid and, you know, NIL deals and all that stuff and kids getting paid uh, is an inevitable and it should, it should have always been this way. Um, but I will say this, it's a slippery slope. How much do you let them be sponsored by, you know, Caesars, MGM, whatever, only because it can change the game. They have the ability to change the game. So I, I think that's the, that's the slippery slope, right? That's the, um, that might be the mindset as well. Because I mean, do we not like, if we don't remember history, we're doomed to repeat it. If anybody remembers that BC moment, <laughs> that huge Boston moment this is before any of our time. But they rigged the game so that people could cover the spread, you know, so they can get their cut in it. So, I mean, it just, it, I think it's a slippery slope. I'm all for kids getting paid. I have no issues with that. I have no issues with NIL deals. I think this is a long time coming. I just think that, um, you know, we got to be a little on the careful side. I'm hoping that somebody can come in and be a genius and regulate it, right? I mean, I think yeah. that there's already, I think that there's already people, um, like systems in place for certain, um, certain schools um have like a commissioner so to speak to like regulate this um i forget which school it was but some some schools are already doing that and they're setting systems in place so i think that's maybe something that needs to happen but i'm all for kids getting paid just don't yeah. change the games you know so yeah and again this was about a manager getting uh, paid or was a part of this scheme so yeah we'll see how that all uh plays out speaking of gambling uh the warriors a six-point favorite tonight according to circus sports uh you know listen this is the time of year where you're just going to be hearing a lot of hot takes and one of them from St stephen a smith want to get your guys thoughts on this he said that if steph curry uh wins another championship this would be his fifth it would tie him uh, with kobe it would be one less than jordan one more than lebron but if he not only wins the championship, but obviously he would have gotten past LeBron James one more time to win that ring, that he, not LeBron, should be in that conversation when we talk about Jordan and LeBron, one and one A, whatnot. Um, I obviously don't agree with that. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Darmani Buckets, let's start with you. I watched that whole thing. I was appalled and disgusted. <laughs> and here's the thing. Stephen A. Smith, in that little monologue of his, says that, LeBron is his second best player of all time. So how is someone who's on the who's on the Mount Rushmore at number two bumped down to number five if he loses a second round series to Stephen Curry yeah. at age thirty eight? It made no sense. It it you know all the comments and uh, quote tweets were about ratings must be low and all these things. Listen, if you want to 
put Steph in that echelon, you can, but it's not going to be at the, um, you know, at LeBron's disposal because LeBron is etched into the top, at least the top three, I think. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that's going to change no matter what happens the rest of his career. So Curry can be elevated, but not at LeBron's disposal. Yeah. I was. I agree with Armand. I mean, I, that was ridiculous. Are we forgetting the the beginning of Stephen Curry's playoff career, where he could not beat LeBron James pretty much without Kevin Durant? Like, I know it goes back to that. Like, if you want to just like talk about narrative and just take all basketball aside, as great as Stephen Curry is, LeBron James was so much more dominant in every playoff series they've ever played against each other. This will be the first one where Curry's better, right? By this is the only one. By the way, and Curry, you talk, I mean, it's just a ridiculous take. He has won finals MVP. Other guys won the finals MVP three other times because he wasn't excellent in the finals <laughs> until this past year. I mean, he was good. I think but he Iguodala was great, but, no, but we do have to remember, well, the Iguodala thing is ridiculous. I think the the, the journalist got very cute and creative, and uh, LeBron James does Well, Curry should have won that one, of course. Curry should have won that so one. Much, LeBron went to no, 10 straight 100%, finals. 100%. Um, you know, because I, I think the issue that you have to look back on is that when LeBron James and the Cavs came back from 3-1 down, amazing. You know, they, you know, they, they have this 73 three win season and they lose after being up three one to the Cavs. And when that season was over, instead of just saying, Hey, we, we won 73 games. Let's run this back. They go out and get KD and Kevin Durant at that point was generally regarded as the second best player in the, in the world next to Le- LeBron. So he was the best player. KD was the best player on those teams. So uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons why that's a terrible take. But yeah, listen, uh, the the second part of the championship run that they had again, they win, um, they won, uh, they 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 beat the Cavs. But again, the back to back rings that they won, uh, KD was the best player on that team. Now, by the way, Steph was an amazing teammate. Took a back seat to KD. Was a part of this amazing team with you know Steph, KD, uh, Clay, Draymond. You go down the, the list, but. Uh, yeah, listen, just uh, I think this is the time of year where there's no football, there's no college athletics, you know, hockey's kind of towards the end in the postseason as well, where you just it's just a hot take. And again, it's working because we're talking about it, but I just thought it was just so odd, so ridiculous that you would think that, um, that <clears throat> that one playoff series, and again, there's no other player that I've ever seen be judged in terms of career in terms of how he will be remembered in his 20th season like lebron james i mean generally 20th season you've announced your retirement you're doing your kind of goodbyes uh, you're, you're you're not judged you know no nobody judged kobe's legacy and his history and his what he meant on his 20th and last season again we remember his last game but yeah, it's a little ridiculous there. Um, all right, guys, let's let, let's uh, talk about the uh, one playoff series that we didn't talk about in the NBA, the Heat and the Knicks. Uh, that series is uh, now tied 1-1. Again, you know, g- generally speaking, when the road team, like the Lakers, for example, wins game one, you want to win greedy and win two straight and go up 2-0 and come back home. But, uh, you know, that's why the Warriors are favored by six. Um 
Arbani Buckets, your uh, thoughts on that series. Uh, can the Heat beat the Knicks and advance? Yes, they can beat the, the Knicks in advance, and I think that they will beat the Knicks in advance. I, I think we all saw what Jimmy Butler did at the end of Game 2 when he was not playing, when he, he he does these things that make you think that he's a little bit of a psycho, and that's why we love him. Waving at the Knicks crowd, kind of hyping them up, basically telling them, you know, we'll see you again in Game <laughs> 5. But, you know, sometimes what happens is a team like the Knicks who was outplayed for basically a game and a half in the series. Sometimes all it takes is one win to change the narrative and change their confidence. Julius Randle was was really good in his return. I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks went into Miami and, you know, we know what those Knicks fans do. They travel well. So, yes, it's a road playoff game, but I do think you're going to hear a lot of New Yorkers who, you know, migrate to, to South Florida and... I wouldn't be shocked if it's two to two, but I'm not going to bet against Jimmy Butler after all that we've seen from him, not only this postseason, but in postseasons prior. I got, I got the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. uh, I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think the heat went in six. I think that was a lucky win. There was no Jimmy Butler and they still almost lost. They still almost lost. And they had Brunson, they had Barrett, they had Randall, and they still almost lost. They got lucky to win that game. Uh, I think the Heat are just poised to get back to the East Finals. They find a way, it seems like, almost every year. right? I mean, people forget, uh, you know, this team was just... They weren't that great last year. We thought they were a phony one seed, and they were one shot away from the Finals. Right? Yeah. So, crazy. We'll see. But, like, uh, I got the Heat. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, uh, Jimmy Butler, we, we keep talking about the legacy and how players are remembered. I mean, if Jimmy Butler, I mean, the, the performances that he had in that series against the Bucks, and now we kind of have to tie it back to the 2020 uh, season where, uh, you know, he leads the Heat to the finals, to game six of the finals. Um, okay, let's just play this out again. Like, like, let's say they get like the Heat once again go on a run. Uh, and again, I, I know you're judged in this league off of championships, but if Jimmy Butler puts this team on his back, they get to the finals and lose again. Uh, I, again, this is a championship society. You're judged off of rings. Uh, you know, how many rings does Jordan have? How many rings? But despite not winning a ring, I think if Jimmy Butler were to do that, like, I mean, we 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 have to recategorize him i mean th this is it would be an amazing performance our money buckets you saw him with the chicago bulls i mean how has he grown just as a leader but again if he and let's just play this out to this scenario for the sake of this uh conversation if he puts this team on his back as the eight seed and they go to the finals and lose how do you judge him he's one of the greatest players of this generation and even even now, he's kind of, you know, for the past six, seven, eight years, he's kind of reaching that level. Now, he'll never be Durant, Curry, LeBron, obviously, but this will be one of the guys we remember from this era. I mean, look at Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson went to one finals, and he was incredible, and he's remembered for, for the rest of history. If yeah. Jimmy gets to two... You know, and he played against that LeBron Davis team. That was not an easy team to play against, and he won two games in the finals. Yeah, he's one of the players that will be remembered in history, and if he wins it, let's just forget about it. Now, 
My question is, when we think of the all-time wings that didn't win from the last era, like the McGrady's, the Carters, yeah. is Butler in that tier? Is he above that tier if he gets to the finals again? Like, that's that's kind of what my my thought process is. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to put him in that category because when you do what he's done in the postseason, it's, it's different. You know, it's different when you kind of put that team on your back. Um because you know it, it, it's one thing to put up the numbers during the regular season but if you're going up against a one seed if you're going up against you know uh you know teams in the conference finals or in the first round or whatnot just in the postseason uh i'm putting him in that class but yeah you know again because generally speaking right we're we're we always judge guys off of rings and how many championships but but you're right like ki like Callum, uh, he is a transcendent talent. He he is a part of not only the game of basketball, but just culturally, uh, just viewed as one of the, the, the all time greats. But then you go down the list of you know Charles Barkley and Karl Malone and guys like that. It's not that you have to win a ring, but this is so impressive to me. And again, we're only in round two, but when you look at what he did in 2020, and then also when you look at what he's done so far this season. Um, just an absolute superstar. And just because I forgot, and because you uh, touched on it, what was the trade that the Clippers could have made that they chose not to make? They didn't or, want to include Tobias Harris in the deal. I don't remember what the full deal was, but the worst the worst deal was easily Minnesota sending him to Philadelphia for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and I think it was a second-round pick. And that was obviously after Jimmy torched the the first teamers with the third teamers had rachel nichols there ready to interview him <laughs> what a classic moment from a true american hero i will always love jimmy butler now, where was he in his career that that was the trade that they made i mean so i mean did he have a turning point i, you, I guess yeah you have to remember at that point in time arash everybody thought he was a locker room cancer they thought ah. that what he was doing was detrimental to the team. When he got to Philadelphia, the first two weeks, he got in a fight with the coaching staff during film session. Everybody thought, oh, Jimmy's a bad seed. You don't want him in your locker room. And then what happened is they, they play in the playoffs. He keeps a clean track record, but they chose Tobias Harris. They chose, you know, Ben Simmons and the nucleus that they had. And the rest is history. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, just uh, him and Miami it, were meant for each other, by the way. Yeah. The heat culture like that is totally Jimmy's DNA. And I don't know if it would have worked anywhere else. So and listen, he's a, a championship coach. And sometimes when you win a championship with a great player like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, Polstra, just an all time great coach. I mean, you know, it should go without saying again. But, you know, so, sometimes when you are uh, coaching great talent you don't get the credit but the, the but the job that he's done with the heat again you go back to 2020 you go uh to what they've done this season it's incredible um listen as much as i would love to see the, the knicks back in the conference finals which we haven't seen since back in the day when they had patrick ewing and that group uh i'm i'm pulling for the Miami Heat, of course, I'm also pulling for the Los Angeles Lakers. Hopefully that they could take a 2-0 lead back to Los Angeles, but they did what they had to do. With that said, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. To live in LA, West Side, West Side.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.